Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 94 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, you how are you? Me this week. you are. How, <laughs> you how are you, off. Jason? Welcome back. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, King NASCAR Logan, how are you? Uh, I'm drafting. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Good, good. Again, this is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Have a great show for everybody today. We're going to do racing recap of the Xfinity race, cup race. There was a little F1 race that was going on. We're going to talk about 2003 E-Tops before Tops Now, EPAC, Panini Instant. There was E-Tops. So if you're not familiar, they made NASCAR. And then, of course, the cornerstone of the podcast, King's Court. So, well, let's get to it, gentlemen. The Camping World Truck Series was off. The next race is Dover Motor Speedway, and that is Saturday April 30th, and that is the A-Game 200. The stages for Dover International Speedway is going to be lap 45, 90, and 200. Okay, I, I, I want to correct you real quick. I hate to do this, okay. but it's now Dover Motor Speedway. What is, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, so, uh, yes, okay. <laughs> well, I have most for the stages. I have it down as Dover, Dover International Speedway. Yeah, but I know. So, I have <laughs> so, it's in Dover. Yeah. Speedway. If it's motor or international, I guess, you know, anyway. <laughs> you you realize that even though the trucks were off, Haley Diggins still finished 28th. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, for some reason, I got Arca on my brain from, from last week. But the Xfinity series, they were racing at, well, it was race number 10. And it was the 53rd annual Geico 500 cup series i don't know what i'm looking at here hold on hold on hold on okay i was totally off let me do this again so truck race race number seven is gonna be at darlington raceway and that's dead on tools 200 but that's not till may 6th so forget about it we're got another week to, week on that so so i thought trucks were racing trucks not racing they're not racing in, until darlington so but anyway xfinity race they're racing in dover but before i get to that that was race number nine at Talladega Super Speedway, and that was the 31st annual AG Pro 300. That was Saturday, April 23rd. Noah Greskin was our winner, and our highest finishing rookie was Kyle Sieg, which that was a very interesting race because it had a few different restarts, and I thought for sure Austin Hill was going to win that, but he was going for 100 grand, and <laughs> Sam Mayer was up there, and all of a sudden I... I saw the whoop, they were all both gone. Um, he got taken out. Usually, when you're in the front, Logan, you're in good shape, but I guess but not as long as Vegas different. these days. There, everybody is. It, it's it's the wild west, man. They're they're all jockeying for position, trying to get to the finish line first, and they don't care when's the last lap. They don't care who they're going to take out. They can take out their own grandmother. They don't care. Well, I mean, it wasn't done on purpose, right? So it just sure. everybody's trying to push and. If you just don't line up right, you know, pushing on the straightaway, if you watch the cup race, you know, the, the really experienced guys, they'll push on during the straightaways, but, you know, back off in, in the turns because just the slightest little bit will uh, spin you out. So, but it was great to see Noah Greskin in the winner circle there. Uh, we've talked about his cards before. His rookie year is in 2017, his first NAS cards. He's in the 2017 Dunruss. He's only has Signature Series in those, and there's an unnumbered version of Signature Series, numbered to 25 and the 101. In 2017, Panini Absolute, he has a base card, card number 88. A few different parallels of that with silver to 299, blue to 199, red to 99, gold to 25, and there's the four printing plates, 101s with black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. Panini Select, he has Signatures. With an unnumbered autograph version, numbered to 50, the blue prisms, red prisms to 25, gold prisms to 10, and checkered flag, which is the 101. And then Panini Torque trackside signatures with an unnumbered autograph, a blue numbered to 75, red to 49, green to 25, and checkerboard to 10. 
And those are the 2017 different Panini offerings. So Panini Absolute has um, his only real, I guess, base card, if you want to go with that. Yeah, you know, you're talking about the Xfinity race. You know, I hated to see Todd freaking Gibbs get crashed out, but he hit the wall pretty hard. He got got spun and he got, got into a crash. And then freaking Sam Mayer and Austin Hill got together with four laps to go and caused the, the caution, which ended up being three overtimes. But I hated to see that, too. I thought maybe Sam Mayer, Mayer could pass Austin Hill, but. Well, Austin Hill led like 65 laps. Yeah, he was he was pretty stout. And, you know, we've been talking about him a lot this year. And I, I keep saying he's going to win more races. And he almost did. But it's Talladega, man. That's what happens. Yeah. Anything can happen with that. So, And then Kyle Sig, he does not have any cards, to my knowledge. Highest finishing rookie. So next race, race number 10, that's Dover Motor Speedway. And that's the A-Game 200. And that's Saturday April 30th at 1.30. And the stages, again, are 45, lap 45, 90, and 200. Qualifying is on Friday. Practice on Friday. Moving over to the Cup Series. That was race number 10. And that was the 53rd annual Geico 500. And that was Sunday, April 24th at Talladega Super Speedway. Our winner was Ross Chastain. And our highest finishing rookie was Austin Cindric at position 21. Yeah, Austin Cindric, he, he got, I think he was in a wreck at one point and he recovered, but he's having a pretty good year, you know, winning the Daytona 500 and everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm proud of him. That whole track house group, if you would have said that that Ross Chastain would have had two wins already this year, I would have taken that better. Like, no way. Yeah, but, me too. You know, he, of course, he busted some watermelons. Or a watermelon, I guess. I thought he got on top of his car and busted another watermelon. So I guess from now on, they're going to have to keep watermelons ready just in case Ross Chastain pulls another one off. Because, you know, I don't think he thought he was going to win. I I, you know, I thought for sure that Kyle Larson was going to slingshot around Eric Jones and win. I, and I really wanted the 43 to win just because I wanted to see the King in victory lane. Yeah, that was interesting, you know, on the restart. You know, Kyle Larson looked like he was going to win that. But right there in that last corner, you know, everybody's drafting. They had the two lines. And then uh, I don't know if it was Kurt Busch that kind of started that, where he kind of broke that up. And, you know, Ross, Ross Chastain was on the bottom. <laughs> he mentioned it that, you know, he always would go high or whatever, but he stayed on the bottom, which is the shortest distance around the track. Mm -hmm. And Kyle Larson and Eric Jones are all going high or whatever. And, pulling momentum or whatever it was and, and Ross Chastain got the win. Yeah, he stayed low. And then of course you had you had um Kyle Larson. I couldn't think there for a second. Yeah, Kyle Larson hit Kurt Bush and then Kurt Bush went over and hit Bubba, knocked Bubba head on into the wall. And that was a pretty hard lick for Bubba because you know once he once he stopped and got out of the car, man, he was all all stooped over and had his hands on his knees and everything. He was not not good. He he even said, I heard some in-car uh, radio on that. He said that's like the hardest hit he's ever had driving a race car. It was, wasn't was kind of the same thing, but it was where it kind of reminded me of Earnhardt Sr.'s crash where he kind of got turned straight up into the into the outer wall. But, you know, with safer barriers and other stuff now, but it was a pretty massive hit, so... Yeah, but um, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud for Chastain. I'm proud of Trackhouse. I'm expecting Suarez to win a race this year. I think he'll be, I'm going to say it now. I think, I think Suarez will probably be our next first time winner. I mean, I know some people think of Tyler Reddick, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be Daniel Suarez because he's, he's led a lot of laps this year. He's been out front a lot and crazy things have happened. If he can put together a whole race, if his team can, can you know put all that, all that together. I think for sure he can win this year because, I mean, Ross Chastain's already won two, and I'm sure those cars are very similar. The car, the driver, the pit crew, is everything has to go right, and the, the crew chief has to make the right call. Yeah, it's, he's got a pretty good shot. So uh, Ross Chastain rookies, we've talked about him before with his first NASCARs in 2012 Press Pass Fanfare, card number 66. There's a blue foil die cut there's a hollow foil die cut 
There's a silver to 25, sapphire to 20, and diamond to 5. There are fanfare magnificent materials. There's a silver gold, and there's dual memorabilia and dual melding. And fanfare autographs with silver to 299, gold to 99, red to 75, and blue to 25. Uh, he doesn't have any cards until 2017 Dunruss, card number 76. And then you have the parallels in Dunruss with the gold to 499, blue to 299, green to 199, press proof gold to 99, and press proof silver to 49, artist proof 25, and the Printing plates, one of ones. Also in 2017, Panini Select with a base card there. Card number 81 with the different parallels. And Panini Absolute Tools of the Trade Signatures. Um, there's a few different parallels of those. So those are Ross Chastain's earlier first NAS cards. Yeah. I I love the 2012 fanfare. It's too bad oh, we can't yeah. find it anywhere now. I know. Actually, I think... I think I got some boxes over there, little blasters. I got, still haven't, still got to open them. Well, uh, I can sum it up in one word for you. You never know. You never know. Yep. Austin Cendrick. We've talked about him quite a bit. And we've got some show and tell here. So 2018 Dunruss. My thing so I can see. There is the Phenoms. For those on YouTube have access to the video. So that's the cracked ice in 2018. 2018 certified with the your base. I have one of the orange parallels here that are numbered. I think they're yeah, numbered at a 249, I believe. There you go. Yep. Yep. 2018 Victory Lane. It's like the silver version and a gold version number 299. Nice. I like that one. And then in Prism, he only has signatures. I've got a red and a green. So here's the green. And that's out of 75. And then the red. And then curious, are there no sticker autographs on those? Two? 25. Uh, no. Okay. In, they didn't look in like 2018. It, but... Yeah, in 2018, they, they're hand signed. So that one's number. Actually, that's out of 25. So, so those are Austin Cendrick's. 2018 certified with the uh, bay base you're certified your mirror parallels as well 18 scripted signatures victory lane victory lane signatures as well so uh, those are uh number to 199 or 101 so the next race race 11 at dover motor speedway that's the duramax dryden dryden 400 sunday may 1st at 3 p.m Stages are lap 120, 250, and 400. Practice of qualifying is Saturday. Yeah, I think I read, I read that they that Cal Larson is the favorite for this race for Dover. Yeah, okay. so we'll see. Uh, I've had some trivia in here. The tracks has hosted at least one NASCAR Cup Series race each year since 1969, including two per year from 1971 to 2020. Uh, in addition, actually, that track has hosted USAC at Indy Racing League as well. Features an oval, one mile, concrete oval with 24 degree banking in turn in the turns, nine degree bankings on the straights, and the speedway is owned and operated by Speedway Motorsports. Most wins, eleven, and yeah, we all know who that is. <laughs> you want to guess? You want me to tell you? I already know. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite driver <laughs> he's getting to be anyway jimmy johnson i like him in indycar <laughs> so our youngest winner at 22 years 10 months and eight days is our youngest driver yep chase elliott very good oldest winning at 52 years four months and 21 days that had to be in 1991 probably it had, it had to be harry gantt very good. Yes. That was in probably, I think, in September of 91. Uh, most top fives, 24, Mark Martin. Most top tens, 33, Mark Martin. Uh, moving over to the IndyCar series. They were off last week, but they are racing this weekend, Sunday, May 1st at 1 p.m. That is at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama. And that's a road course. Oh, one one more thing about Dover. Yes. 
you know, these races at Dover used to be 500 laps, 500 miles, right? Man, the people these days with their short attention spans, it seems like they you couldn't have watched that race. And that's why it's now 400, because it just took forever to run that race. And they I think they did that like in 1997. They changed it from 500 to 400 miles because it, it did. It took like four hours. It was like, oh, my God. And even I, back then, I'm like, oh, come on. Just let it end. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. Yeah. Because, you know, wow. I, I don't. The older I've gotten, the the smaller attention span I've got. So now I like, you know, I kind of like the Formula One format where, you know, they, they have a certain amount of time or a certain amount of laps and then they're done. I mean, within a couple hours and it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's getting done one way or the other, right? Yeah, it is. Speaking of F1, we had the 2022 Rolex Amelia Romana Grand Prix. That was Sunday, April 24th in Italy. Uh, that was 63 laps. Max Verstappen was our winner. He led every lap, I believe. He led 63 laps. Very good. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I, uh, Logan's uh, F1 winner predictor formula is, is pretty good. Uh, winner yeah. of the first, leader of the first lap is high probability of just winning the, the race. Yeah. You have to be on, you have to be on the front row, then jump out, lead, lead the first lap. And then if you do that, you're going to win. I, well, know it's, I know it's rocket science, but still. <laughs> well, our first one, one and two, was the Red Bull racing team. So either they're not finishing the race or, you know, they're finished one and two. So, yeah, that was, um, that was a heck of a race though, back in the field. But you know, who was it? Was it Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari got spun out on, on lap one? Uh, that was, that was not good. The yeah. Ferrari, Ferrari, yeah. You're, you're in Ferrari's home country and they showed up, they, they panned the crowd. And uh, there were people like, oh, my God. And they were like, no, no. You know, they, they, so you had all kinds of reactions, but there were a lot of a lot of Ferrari fans there. And, man, they were very disappointed. I was kind of disappointed to see I, that. Same. Yeah. I mean, you know, Charles has been in charge here. He's got the two wins. He's leading points. And, you know, you want him to do well. Like I said, they're in Ferrari's backyard. You were hoping at least, you know, a high finish for Ferrari. And to have them suffer the the both losing both cars basically, or or um, Charles Leclerc coming back and finishing sixth, he salvaged some points at least. So yeah, he I don't know what he was doing, man. He hit those those berms or those turtles or whatever you want to call them, and man, that car got completely airborne and he just could not control it. Spun out, but you know, lucky for him that that he pancaked the wall like parallel to the wall pretty much. So it really didn't do a lot of damage to his car. I think he had, I think he had some, uh, some front wing damage. So, but he rallied back. I, I think at that point he was down to like ninth or 10th and he came back to sixth. So again, the Ferrari Ferrari fans were like freaking out. And it was, you, they kept showing the crowd and people were just, ah, I can't blame him. I mean, you're, I mean, of all the places uh, you're expecting Ferrari to do well there and they've done well all year. And then of course they go there and, and man, they just didn't do well at all. Max for stopping cars. We, we talked about him the other week when, when he won, but recapping, he's got a 2016 tops trumps grand prix heroes card as well as the 2018 tops trumps. But uh, most of the folks, or I guess you would say his, I don't know if it's true rookie card or whatever. If you want to do pack release and stuff like that, is the 2020 tops. Uh, he has about 435 2020 car uh, tops cards with the tops now card number 23, and that's got a print run of 4047. And then he's in the 2020 tops chrome. I think I said, you know, there's like 15 of those. There's an image variation with him sitting with his helmet. Those are, are limited, and that's a variation of card number six. And then you have all the different parallels of that of those 15 cards in Chrome, Formula One, as well as Sapphire. Uh, there's a few insert sets in the 2020 Tops Chrome with the World 
on wheels. And there's a, a few different parallels of that. And then there's also the track tags in 2020 Chrome. There's also the official stickers of Tops F1 from Tops. Is about uh, looks like about 12 different stickers in 2020, as well as the Turbo Attacks Formula One cards. And then there's also Dynasty uh, autographs and a memorabilia in that. So lots of 2020 tops max for stopping cards rookie cards to chase yeah um he's he's having a he's having a weird year i mean he's it's like what you were saying while we were talking before the show it's either he like he wins or he doesn't he doesn't finish <laughs> yeah so and with all of that with the four races he's 27 points behind charles leclerc uh, Sergio Perez is 32 points. George Russell, 37 points. Uh, so those are the the top, I guess, top four that are, and in points. So it's still you know way early. I think we're looking at 23 races this year. So you know we we still got 19 races to go. Yeah, didn't you didn't you hear that somebody said or you heard somewhere that. They they already thought that Lewis Hamilton was out of the championship fight. Yeah, I think they had mentioned that on the broadcast. I think it was at at the end that because out of the top ten, you know, Kevin Magnuson is at ten, Hamilton's at seven. He's minus fifty eight points. So I don't know why they would say that at fifty eight points, I but I guess. It. But but I don't know. Again, the winner looks like he got thirty four points. Perez got twenty four. Uh, Norris got 19. So, uh, you know, I guess Leclerc and Verstappen and Perez and the rest of them will have to all do poorly. And he, he'd have to do, you know, very well to make that deficit up. So, but we'll see. Like I said, there, there's a lot of races left. So I don't know why they said that. Yeah. Maybe I misheard I, it, but he did get I lapped. And that was like the first time in a long time that he's gotten lapped. Yeah. That was to me one of the big highlights of the race is when, uh, Verstappen went around Lewis Hamilton and lapped him on the track. That's, you know, I thought Mercedes was coming along and getting their car a lot better, but man, that, that race proved me wrong. <laughs> and maybe that's what they're talking about until Mercedes shows that they can dominate and maybe that's it. So yeah. Uh, next race is in Miami. Uh, it is in two weeks. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Miami International Autodome. Uh, that is a planned, purpose-built temporary circuit around the Hard Rock Stadium and its, pri its private facilities in the Miami suburb of Miami Gardens, Florida. That's going to be a heck of a race. Yeah, Sunday, May 8th at 2.30 p.m. Wow, that's going to be... That's... I wish I could go. Yeah, I've been seeing some chatter on on that about going. That is, that would be really cool. So you either have Miami or Texas. So yeah, one one more thing about the Formula One race this past weekend. In doing show prep today, I went and went to the Formula One YouTube channel where they show highlights of the race. Right, one highlight that they omitted. And I don't know if it was by design or if they just forgot to do it was Max Verstappen lapping Lewis Hamilton. That was not in the highlights. So I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if it, like I said, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but whatever, to me, that's a big fail. I mean, if you're going to show, you know, the good stuff, you need to show the bad stuff, all the bad stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the fact that, that Verstappen got lapped. I mean, uh, Verstappen lapped Lewis Hamilton, but it's just a fact of what happened in the race, and they need to show that. And I, I watched it twice because I thought at first I had missed it because I, I, I wanted to record, to mark that down and you know, put it in my show notes, right? And uh, I think it was lap 41, by the way, but it, they didn't. It wasn't in there. Like I said, I went, I did it, went and looked at it twice, and it was not there. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So they're they're off, but we do have IndyCar and as well as the uh, NASCAR. So, um, next our subject, 
Unless you guys have anything else, we'll go over, move over to our next subject. 2003 ETOPS. For those that are not familiar, ETOPS was, uh, what's the right word? They offered cards with once a week, different sports. And I guess was there a, I guess there was a predetermined amount or how did they do you remember Logan? I think it was a predetermined amount if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think they, you're they right. had a certain certain print run and of course you had to get in there at the right time to to purchase those cards because I remember trying to get LeBron James at one point and by the time I had got to the website he was already sold out. Well, and I don't know if we'll get into this or not, but do you remember being able to buy and sell them on the pit i remember being able to do to buy sell and trade those cards i never did it because i bought them just because of the nascar yeah. and of course i bought a few odds and ends for my son like peyton manning and some other ones right but, but for me it was just a matter of getting all the cards yeah i don't even know if the pit is still around but it was almost like a like a stock x before yeah. that became popular but it was almost one of those things where nobody understood it either. It didn't catch on like it sh should have, in my opinion. But yeah, because the pit was basically you, prices would fluctuate, fluctuate, right. and it's kind of to your point, kind of like those now. You know, this was all what two thousand late nineties to the two thousand, and it kind of shut down here. I guess it was about four years ago. I guess we'll talk about a little more about ETOPS. And I think it was maybe ahead of its time, but it had some issues as well. And one of the things that kind of turned me off was the shipping. Right. And I know, think that was exorbitant uh, to get your cards. If you wanted the physical copies, uh, it was ungodly how much it cost to get those cards shipped to you. That's where they were making their money. They were using shipping as a profit center on these cards and i've never liked anybody that's done that <laughs> so this is on the website and this is dated february of 2018 and they're offering discounts on shipping fees uh from from back then from like the in this range here in february but request delivery on one to a hundred specific items and receive 30% off, but it's $6.75 for the first card, and that is by normal U.S. Postal Service, plus 30%. Yeah, first class. Yeah, first, that's 30% for each, plus 30% for each additional card. Almost $13, $12.75 if you wanted UPS ground, and then $25 or $24.75 for UPS overnight. And you get a thirty percent discount each each additional card, and that's between one to one forty. If you do one fifty, it's still six seventy five for the first card and forty percent off. So only thirty, forty, and then fifty percent off if you send five hundred items. So uh, if your first one's three seventy five, your next one's fifty percent of that. That's you know like three thirty five a card. And so yeah, for, even, for two cards, you're looking at almost it, at $10 for two cards. Yeah, roundabout because 30%, $675, almost two bucks. So yeah, $875 to $9 for two. So I think that's kind of. There wasn't a cap. Right. And I think that was probably either a deterrent for people taking physical ownership and you can, I guess, leave it. And I know because I still see there's somebody on Twitter still waiting for them to finally say, okay, we're going to, you know, bulk ship them and give you a good deal on shipping. Uh, so, well, and, you know, we're talking about ETOPS and not specifically, you know, the NASCAR set, but. Right. And that's for, that's right. It's just not NASCAR. It's, all of ETOPS for that. Yes. Right. But they also had those weird holders because they weren't top loaders. They weren't one touches. They were kind of in between and it was a weird size. But then if you took them out because they were sealed with the sticker, the ETOP sticker, but then if you took them out, then it was that whole refractor thing. Do you peel or not peel? And oh, is, is it worthless or is it not? Did it actually have a? Um, it, a they all run? came in 
not a cover, but they all came in a holder that was sealed with an ETOP sticker, like the way that you yeah. get a redemption now. But then the holder didn't match anything that you could buy on a secondary market. Yeah, and those things were hard to crack. It was like your own too. custom thing. So then if you stuck it in your box with your other stuff, it, and they yeah, stuck so. out like a sore thumb because they were an odd size. So... Yeah, it looks like they got the two ridges there at the bottom that it would fit in, and then it would snap tight up on top. And they then like they, they that. locked. Yeah. yeah, and then they had their seal. Now I've seen some over the years where they've lost that seal where it's come loose, and then they did have the, I guess that hologram sticker on the back of the card. Here I'm showing a Jeff Gordon as an example here, because you still see them out there on eBay. There's a Richard Petty. Yeah, and Logan is showing this okay. the back hologram. Yeah. 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 You know, back in 2018 when they had that special deal, that's when I cashed out. And it, my my shipping was it was several hundred dollars to get my stuff. It wow. Was, it, it was ridiculous. How many do you think you had? I don't remember because I got everything because I had the Peyton Mannings. I had there's some because every week what I would do is, you know, of course I'd get my NASCAR, then I'd ask my son, hey. Are there any of these cards worth getting or any of these cards you want to get? And I would buy some for him too. So I had a mix of some basketball and some football for him as well. And we got all that. So he's got all those cards right now. But reviewing the checklist, I think it's numbered to 33, but there's only 27. I don't understand why there's a number break on some of them. Like there's no card number nine, but uh, we'll go through the the checklist as a Tony Stewart. Basically, there's three thousand one hundred ninety four quality quantity issued. Now there's only one autograph, which is pretty cool, and that's card two of Mark Martin. So you have the regular Mark Martin, which is three thousand four hundred and three. Uh, Logan's showing. Okay, so before you, one, yep. Before you keep going, obviously they weren't. A certain a number because those are some funky numbers. The the print run wasn't fifteen hundred. You know what I'm saying? Because why would you make thirty one ninety four of one and thirty four oh three of the other? That sounds like almost print to demand or sell to demand. That's a good question, but I remember from what I remember, and again I could be wrong, but I remember there being a certain amount of cards that you could buy. And again, who knows why they had these? But you look, some of them have even numbers, like Jamie McMurray is right, right. and Gordon well, six thousand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, that might be a tops uh, Q and A question, right? At the national. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we should ask them that when we go to the national. Or we All need right. to talk to Kevin and and ask him. Well, I don't know if Kevin was, Kevin wasn't there at two thousand three, but anyway, uh, Mark Martin. Card number two, 3,403, but they made a a version autographed to a, well, I don't think it's individually numbered, but the Beckett annual shows it as a 100 of the autographed versions that I think Logan is showing. Yeah. Yep. I bought this one a long time ago. I've had it oh, for years. Yeah. That's a really tough one to find. Jim McMurray, 3,000 print run. Jeff Gordon, 6,000. Jimmy Johnson, which is interesting, 2,945. But again, that's, you know, early in his career. So he his first cup, I think, was uh, his rookie's 2,000. But I think he didn't run, run cup until, what, 2001, 2002. So this was early on. So low, num low number Jimmy Johnson possible there. Ryan Newman, 4,000. Rusty Wallace at 3,219. Elliot Sadler, 2,648. There is card no, number nine, but then 10. Ricky Rudd, 2,164. Matt Kenseth, 5,000. Jeff Burton, 1,682. Uh, Bill Elliott, two, 2,392. That seems low for Bill Elliott since as popular yeah. as he is. Casey Mears, 2,389. That seems like really high that seems like I don't know, two thousand more than it needs to be yeah <laughs> uh ricky Craven, ricky craven 1709 bobby hamilton 2249 sterling marlin 2186 
Greg Biffle, 2,802. Robbie Gordon, 1,937. Kevin Harvick, 4,000. Kyle Petty, 3,000. Jerry Nadu, 3,000. That's high, seems high for him. Yeah. Terry Labonte, 2,282. Richard Petty, 3,065. That seems low considering Gordon, 6,000. It's a beautiful card. Yeah. Jeremy Mayfield, 2,219. Johnny Benson, 3,000. Joe Nemechek, 1,910. And Kurt Busch, 3,000. So there's no card 31 or 32 in there as well. So, but it's, it was really um, a small set. Like I said, it was, it's only tops kind of NASCAR cards. And again, through this E tops distribution chain. So, and again, you see them on eBay and they range in prices, but I guess anything less than $6 is pretty good. Cause if you can get physical, get it physically, it's, you know, somebody had to pay that to get it out of ETOPS. ETOPS jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So that, um, let me, let me stop sharing so we can get a bigger size. See that Logan. Yeah. These are beautiful cards. So they're thicker than a normal card. They are thicker than a normal card. You can see this PSA holder is one of these like pack almost, holders. One of those pack holders. Yeah. You yeah. can see it's got the, how big it is. And, but I, you know, I think now that PSA has a different holder that, that would probably fit these cards, but I'm not going to ever worry about trying to get these reholdered. It's just not, it's just not worth doing, but do you have the whole set on, on the registry. Yes, I do. I have the whole set done in PSA. And they grade well because they're beautiful cards. They cut them just right. There's no chipping that you can really see on these cards. And the ETOPS logo is kind of embossed. Um, oh, okay. So it's they're beautiful cards. I don't know if you call these, we call these like a, I don't know if they're like a prism or anything, but. They, like a chrome. Maybe like a chrome, yeah. With, with a re like refractor because they look pretty i need to probably get some of those as i was telling you before um had a shot to get on ebay there was a whole set i don't know if it was 60 70 dollars i should have got it to me i looked at it and i thought well if you take those and get those signed uh like the richard petty and stuff like that with that refractor and that would show the autograph really nice yeah there's a bill Elliott there. Bill Elliott, that's that's a shorter print mm -hmm. and that's when he was with uh, everham's dodge team so, and that's a nice looking card. I mean, there's, all these cards are beautiful cards. I, that was one of the reasons that I decided to go ahead and have them graded by PSA. Um, Just curious for your, your cards, Logan, did they all, did they grade them all and place them in the slabs facing the same direction? Yes, they did. Because I, I had, I had them all done at the same time. Yeah. I think if you do have them all at the same time, you're, Better shot of that is Bobby Labonte. Bobby Labonte. And they, like I said, they grade very well. I mean, I think the majority of them that I got were tens. But the problem I had with these cards to get them graded was getting them out of the, the tops holders because I had to have two different screwdrivers and I had to pry it and then back it off in that little, I forget what it is, that little slot. So you sent them, you sent them, so you didn't send them in the holders. No, I, I've cracked every single one out of the ETOPS holders and sent them in. I used Card Saver ones to send them, but since they were thicker, I'll, I'll tell you guys something I did that's, I don't know if it's a trick or not, but on the Card Saver ones, what I did is I cut little angles here. I, I cut them. I, I can actually do one right here. I cut the little angles off to so it wouldn't put as much pressure on the, the cards like that. Oh, okay. So when I put them in the card card saver, it wasn't putting as much pressure on the corners of the cards. So that's I did it that way to I mean it's the only way I knew to do it at the time. So that's what I did. And they graded well. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. See, that's I've done so, that before with a lot of them. That's a great information. So I found a little blurb here. Uh oh, I guess it's from the uh wiki. So ETOPS is a type of trading card originally launched by the Tops company in two thousand. Each week, a limited number of sports cards called IPOs are offered for sale exclusively, exclusively through etops.com. This method of distribution 
contrast with the traditional sales sports cards through packs at retail stores, collectors are then allocated a number of cards based on the number of orders for each particular card. Card owners can then hold their cards in their online portfolio while Topps retains physical possession of the cards in a climate-controlled warehouse in Delaware. If collectors would rather take delivery of the cards, ETOPS will ship them cards for a fee. Card values are tracked from actual sales on the eBay trading floor, giving each collector up-to-the-minute portfolio value. This facet of the program has attracted investors in addition to sports card collectors. On January 9, 2012, TOPS announced on the etops.com website, it would no longer be selling new IPOs through. There would continue trading, selling, and shipping existing etops cards. In total, 2,974 unique etops cards were issued with a total print run of over basically 3.986 million cards. As of 2012, the etops website is barely maintained. However, the trading floor is still active. Yeah, you're uh, right. They were ahead of their time, no doubt. I can't believe they had that many cards. Not produced, like, quantity, but as far as the checklist goes. Yeah, 2,974 unique cards, yeah. Card values have rebounded somewhat, although shipping costs would make taking most cards in hand impractical. For many cards, the cost to have the card delivered would be several times higher than the value of the card itself. Yeah, that was kind of sad because I used to watch the prices and track some of the prices on the cards. And it seemed like every week they were going down in price. And again, the only reason I was doing it is because it was NASCAR and I was buying the NASCAR cards. I wasn't doing it for any kind of investment or anything like that. I just did because I liked the cards and I thought they were really nice. But. I never did really see the NASCAR cards shoot up in price. Just they always would seem to go down just a little bit every week. Well, we know how NASCAR cards are typically. Imagine if they had done Formula One. Oh my goodness! Well, and, and back now, then they would have probably been, probably not been very expensive either, because you know, two years ago or whatever, F1, you could have got a lot of this stuff super cheap. But yeah, but now, but if they did, yeah, everything would be like the '92 Schumachers and stuff like that would be probably through the roof thousands of dollars now oh gosh yeah but i think you know they were ahead of their time it was a cool concept you know i think if they would have been a little more practical with shipping i think it, maybe that was the rub i don't i don't know like so that's one of the reasons i never really mess with them i can just go to ebay and buy those cards that are already in holders and stuff so yeah and, and that's the way to do it now is just to go on ebay because like you said let somebody else eat that shipping because, you know, if I sold any of them now, I couldn't sell them for what I have in them. I mean, I just couldn't do it. Right. So I would have to take a loss. So I'm just not going to sell any because I have extras. And I still have a lot of them still in the, you know, in the ETOPS holders. But, you know, I went I went through all the ones I had and cracked, cracked the nicest ones I could see. And that, those are the ones I submitted to PSA. So I like those cards. I really like those cards. Like you said, like you said, they were just ahead of their time, man. I mean, if they had come out now, I think it'd been a lot more popular. I think it would have succeeded. I think so. But I was thinking the Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson, Gordon, be all good to get autographed if you can get them. Mm-hmm. They'd be they'd be really nice. Now, I don't know how the Sharpies would look on those, and I would hate to have to do a test card. Maybe I'd get like Jerry Nadu or somebody in test. I was gonna say that's what the Johnny Benson's and stuff are for. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know how I don't know how good they would sign, but you know you got the Mark Martin, and I don't know if he used a, a fine point sharpie or not, but I mean you look at that signature, you know Mark Martin's signatures are usually kind of streaky, but that's a nice signature he did on that. That is nice. So maybe regular sharpies do work. I am. I don't know. It's kind of like you know Panini and their prism cards. You know they send they send special markers with those people with those cards of those people. To have them signed, they don't. They don't use sharpies. They use. I think Jason might know what it is, but I don't remember what kind of sharpie they use or, or marker. Yeah, I know it's not sharpie. It's I can if I saw it, I could tell you. But yeah, it's a different. It's a. It's not a sharpie. It's a different kind of marker. Stadler. It I may think, be yeah. a Stadler. Yeah. I, I think that's it. So uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with 2003 E tops? Again, 
I just thought it'd be um, something to let or for us to let the listeners, viewers see if they didn't know about ETOPS or that ETOPS produced NASCAR. I think I'll just make this comment. They're beautiful cards. And for the price, you can't beat the price. You know, if you don't have any, I would say go out and find your favorite drivers from back then and buy them because they're just beautiful cards. I mean, the, the camera just doesn't do them justice. Yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful cards. Well, now that I saw that printer on those Jimmy Johnsons, I'm going to have to try to pick some of those up. I think those are, that's pretty good for the print run, less than 3,000 on those and Gordon's six. So, yeah, it's, I think it's worth it. I haven't looked at so prices on eBay. Have you looked? Just give me a short answer. Hey, what? I didn't. Want- well, I was trying. I, there's a lag, so I didn't realize that I was cutting you off. I was going to say, just give me a short answer. Were those the only NASCAR ETOPS cards? And was that just the one season? Yes. They I guess they didn't do very good. They, they didn't do another year of them. No, I wish they would have continued, but they didn't. Because actually, 2004, you're talking Kyle Busch. Yeah, can you imagine a 2000? Oh, that would have been Kyle awesome. Busch, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, 2005. You get uh, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and AO8. Yeah, uh, they kind of, if it would have gone a little longer, I had, you know, Clint Boyer and it was 2004 as well. And then, yeah. Oh, well, what could have, should have, could have, would have. Definitely so. All right, let's go on. Um, we're coming up here on uh, an hour here. So, anything else? We go to King's Court. I'd say it's time for King's Court. All right, cue the music. <laughs> All right, this week's King's Court, uh, we're going to start out with our Joker card, which is our different or odd card. I saw this, and I thought about maybe making an offer on it, but what this is, this is a Alan Kowicki big league card, and I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think it's 80, yeah, it's 86. It's 1986, the- yep, before Max, before the World of Outlaws. Yep. So Alan had his own cards made up that he was, I think they gave, I think they may have given these away at Quincy's. I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah, I but think that's right. There's not a whole lot of these cards at all, but this card, they, uh, they were asking $450 or best offer. And they accepted a best offer of $400 for that card. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a cool card. You don't see those very often. Um, yeah, I think that's on you know that's folks that collect like the vintage stuff. That's on everybody's list. Uh, I think that's a pretty strong price for that. Yeah, I'm I thinking do like one fifty or something like that. But wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know I bought one years and years ago, and I don't think I paid more than fifty dollars for it. Uh, but so it's a it's it's a very tough card, but it's a cool card. Yeah, that's in a screw down and it's in a penny sleeve. So that's uh looks like it's in good shape. Not you know gonna be stuck to the holder, so which we've seen. But yeah, yeah that's that's pretty nice there. Quincy Steakhouse yeah, Quincy Racing Steakhouse. Team. Uh yeah. Tom and Joan Roberts. <laughs> yeah, we ought to call that number. That's a Nashville number. <laughs> Is it a K six one five? Middle Tennessee, yeah. Two three five, yeah. I'm going to call that number and see what <laughs> is this Joan? I'd like to sponsor special, a race team. Yeah, so rookie challenger Special K is using his racing skills to advance his career by campaigning his Quincy's Thunderbird for Champion Spark Plug Rookie of the Year honors on the NASCAR Winston Cup Tour. Yeah. Tom Carter and Associates uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. So. In 1986, that's that. What's what's that big league? I think it was called. Yeah, you know, there's a Dale Earnhardt card like that that they distributed. The one I have is from some car rental place in Vermont. It's like, but yeah, but yeah. Okay, listen. I guess we can move on. Okay. Um, our Jack of the Week, young driver. This was on the 23rd. Is a 2021 Topps Chrome Formula One Mick Schumacher rookie. Red Wave Refractor, it's number one of five. 
And they were asking $2,499.99. They accepted the best offer of $1,950 for that card. Ungraded. It's almost $2,000. Yeah, almost $2,000 for that card. So, you know, I don't know if, if Mick is going to work out or not. You know, he may he may be greater than his dad or he, he may flop. I mean, it's yet to be seen. But he's going to have to get with a really good team. I mean, I'm not saying that Haas is not a good team, but I think if he really wants to succeed, you know, he's going to need to be with, uh, you know, one of the big three like Ferrari um, or, or Red Bull or the Mercedes team. Well, I'm noticing that authentic, authentic, authenticity is guaranteed and free shipping. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that, that authenticity thing. <laughs> I feel sorry for anybody that buys a card like that. And they're going to, it's going to take them a month to get it. And that's just regular post office. <laughs> It'd be a couple months with sending it in there. Anyway, I digress. Um, moving on our queen of the week. This is on the 22nd. Haley Deegan, optic rated rookie, silver prism auto. This is from 2020 Donruss. It's, it's out of 99. They were asking $499.95. They accepted their best offer of $385 for that card. So, and that's got her shortened signature on there too. But, you know, that's a nice card. I, I think somebody may have, I think that's a little pricey if you ask me. But, you know, hey. It is Haley Deegan. So pretty nice card. I like that card. It's, it's, yeah, it looks it's like it's in great shape. Uh, yeah, it does. That refractor, you can see it doesn't look like there's any scratches on it. No, I don't see any scratches on it. I'll, you know, you, you, they, they did the lighting just right where you get all the yeah. rainbow effect on the card. Yep. So, so they did I think a good that job definitely helps out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Next up, King of the Week. This is usually our male driver, but this is like male drivers. This is on the 21st. 2020 National Treasures uh, Chase and Bill Elliott dual autograph. It uh, They were asking $600 for it. You know, a lot of these things are best offer, if you've noticed. It's number five of 10. They accepted their best offer of $501 for that. Still pretty for, strong. For Bill and Chase. On card. National Treasures, free shipping. Yeah, they did free shipping. I'll give them that. Imagine if that was nine of ten. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nine of ten will be the be the one, right? For both. It of them. would be the one to have. Yep. That's still a, a phenomenal price for that card. Um, I know my son bought me for my birthday years ago one of these, but it wasn't out of ten. And it's it stays downstairs where I can look at it all the time, but. <laughs> Uh, it's one of my favorite cards. I like that card. All right. So next, our ace, which is the one of one of the week. This is oh. on the 24th. And look who it is. It's 2018 Panini Prime. Prime. Yeah, always the Prime. Kyle, Kyle Parson. Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the NASCAR Fire Suit Patch, one of one. They were asking $17.50 for this card. And they ended up settling for eight hundred dollars on the best offer accepted. Wow, eight hundred bucks for that card. That nice NASCAR logo screened on. Yep, that's a pretty card. I like that card. Yeah, and it is Kyle Larson, and it is it is from Prime. I, that that twenty eighteen Prime is a great product. I've got some boxes I need to bust and see what's in them. Yes, you do. I like I like that card. It's it's really nice. So I think whoever bought it. I think they probably paid maybe a little more than what it what it should go for, but you know I think they did all right. He's a Cup champion. That's NASCAR. I mean that's NASCAR patch, right? And it's that's Larson. The thing, though. Well, plus it's a one on one. It might never come up for sale again. I, I I think that's for Larson. I think that's that's okay. I think that's that's wasn't bad for the NASCAR patch of Larson. One on one. So it's it's a pretty card. That red and that black, I mean, it's nice contrast and a little bit of the blue there in that logo. Yeah, imagine what it would have been like if it had been embroidered. Boy, that would have really been something. All right, so moving on to our last one. This is our Royal Flush highest price card Jeez. of the week. 
This is on the 19th of April, 2021. Topps Chrome F1. Red checker flag refractor, refractor of Lewis Hamilton. Graded a PSA 9. This is card number four of five. Now, this card actually went into bidding. It went for $14,079 with 35 bids. Unbelievable. Number four or five, and it's a nine. It's a PSA nine. Gosh, I mean, you know, I know we talk about the grades really don't matter on some of these low print run cards, but I still think if this was a 10, this probably would have, you know, this thing would have been easily over $20,000 card or more. It's just, again, we I know we keep saying this, but it's just amazing. I'm just amazed at some of these prices. And of course, you see who it is. It's Probstein. So, Right, yeah, his auctions always seem to go pretty high, but that's a heck of a card, man. I mean, you're zooming in on it. I mean, that yeah. that, red, that red checker, that's that's a beauty. That is a nice, nice card. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty card. I like that red and white, that checkerboard, and then the checkerboard inside behind his image, and the way it it it's diamond. That's a really pretty card. Yeah, it is. And then the B numbered out of five. And again, it's 2021 Chrome, not 2020. Yeah, it's 2021, 2021 Tops Chrome. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So that's it for this week for the King's Court. Some pretty cool cards. Very nice. Yep. Or they're pretty swell. They're pretty nifty, pretty groovy. Whatever pretty you want to call them. <laughs> I hate that we've lost Jason. Jason is calling in remotely. Yeah, he uh, he is. I mean, message his, his tech, not, yeah, his service is not that uh, not doing that well. So I really hate that he's having all these issues. So hopefully, hopefully for ne next week it'll be better for him. Uh, anything else tonight? Yeah, and one more thing. You know what it is? Hashtag skid marks. Definitely. That's all I got, man. It's been a, been a, a heck of a week. Yes, it has. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. 2022 Dunhurst Racing is out now. If you haven't, we did a kind of a, I don't say recap, a preview review two episodes ago on show 92. If you want to check the archives for other um, subjects, like today we did the 2003 E Tops. We have the 1970 Fleer Dress Strips. That's episode number seven. Or the 1972 STP, show number 29. 1983 Uno, episode number 31. 88 Max, episode 38, 39. 89 Max, episode number 48. 82 Kid episode number 50. Thank our listeners, especially the folks out of Ohio and Maryland. As well as the other the other states, Texas, California. Thanks to all the listeners. Uh, please like and share the podcast. If you're on YouTube, if you'll subscribe and ring the bell. If you subscribe to the channel, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Again, we appreciate it. If you have any questions or you want us to cover a set that we haven't covered yet, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at NASCAR Radio or at King NASCAR for Logan. At yeah. Jason Dean Martin on Twitter as well. Uh, YouTube at NASCAR Radio, all one word. Anything else, Logan, I'm missing? No, uh, I will say this. We are talking amongst ourselves about doing an impromptu uh, Donruss box break, each one of us breaking a box. So so stay tuned for that. I don't know when we're going to get a chance to do that with Jason traveling, but hopefully it'll be soon. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So, All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and we're out here. We will catch you next week. Have a great weekend.